Okay, hello, welcome to episode 291 of Sack King's Therapy, where we review Warriors vs. Kings Game 4, and damn, 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 the Kings had a chance to hit to win it, uh, they were down 1 with uh, 10 seconds to go, and Harrison Barnes misses an open 3 after they basically doubled uh, Double De'Aaron Fox, but Harrison is not able to hit the the pretty open three, and the and the Kings go back to Golden One Center, tied two two, where they will face the Warriors on Wednesday, crucial game five. Let's see if they can do it. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the game. The game was a very strong back and forth uh, affair. And uh, before I actually go any deeper, I should probably introduce Fong. I just realized he is here. Hello. Yeah. So again, heartbreaking loss. Um, the Kings, the Kings, I thought did pretty played pretty well. The main issue I had with them this game is that they just could not capitalize on turnovers or after stops, where it was a lot of five on four situations. And they would just somehow fuck it up so, almost every single time it felt like. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just the finishing wasn't there. The three-point shooting was, well, pretty prevalent. And, you know, once you start not hitting shots, I mean, the Warriors had that answer on the other end. So it is what it is, really. But that, but that's the problem. Like you're, you're not, you're just not hitting shots. It's crucial that you take advantage of some of the Warriors' mistakes and some of the Warrior turnovers. The Warriors did a pretty good job of. They've been really good at, you know, keeping the turnovers low, um, at home. But like the Kings, they had multiple opportunities. Like for example, there was a play early in the fourth where Egan gets the ball and just smokes a layup and it leads to, well, a Steph Curry two on the other end, but that was a huge momentum shifter. And then, you know, late, like late in crunch time or like not late in crunch time, but like early in crunch time, you know, they have a five on four situation. Um, Demonis, Demonis gets the ball and is about to, is on a two on one against Draymond Green, but Draymond Green Give credit to him. He was incredible on defense this game. Manages to get the manages to steal the pass from, from Sabonis, who was trying to get, get it to Barnes, and it turns into points the other way. And it's just the Kings could not escape those. Like you you have to be able to cash in on those kinds of shots, on, on those kinds of opportunities, and they didn't. And that's pretty much the main reason why they lost, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. In my opinion, we played with, I wouldn't say without a purpose, but it, sound, it felt like we played, I don't know what's the word. It's like. It's not, it's not enough decisiveness. Like it just yeah. feels like there's a, there's some hesitancy, but for the most part, I think they played very well this game. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. I'm starting off very, very negative about just their ability to cash in on transition but I thought they played very well this game. Like, you know, last game, they just, they looked with like, they looked like they just didn't have the energy and they looked like they were just kind of like overwhelmed by the moment. But in this game, the guys came to play. Like Keegan Murray struggled throughout the series. Nine of 13, five for seven from three for 23 points. De'Aaron Fox, 38 points. Sabonis, 
14 points, but you know, he actually had a very a very sub-bonus stat line. Set 14 points, seven rebounds, and eight assists. Like guys, I thought played well. It's just there are those little crucial moments where they needed to score. They needed they needed a stop or where or like they needed both a, a score and a or a stop and a score. And they just could not score enough times down the stretch. And it was just because of really like you know, really good defense from the Warriors, but also just really bad decisions down the stretch as well. Yeah, well, hopefully we could fix that, especially, you know, since we're going back home, because, I mean, we take uh, our first two games, they take their next two games. So hopefully the trend <laughs> continues with uh, games five and six. You know, there is an old saying where it says the the series doesn't start until a home team loses at home first. Now, I, I, I get the idea of that. I actually agree with the principle of that. But the issue is that by the time a home team loses, loses a home game, it's probably over usually. Mm-hmm. And in this case, like, you know, the Kings, they go back, they go back home to Sacramento. That crowd is going to be hot. And does that rattle? Like, you know, we'll see. And, you know, can the Kings win win game five? I think if they win game five, they can probably win game six. But if the Warriors win, can but the Warriors, can they win on the road in game five? And if they win game five, I think it's over. <sighs> yeah, that's why I think too. And sadly, if that's the case, I mean, that prediction in the beginning of uh, this playoff series is coming back to haunt me. But ultimately, I thought the Kings played well enough in this game. Again, just some really bad decision down the stretch. Malik Monk, like, driving into two guys uh, for no reason, like, with, uh, what, 50 seconds to go and throwing up an air ball. Like, that mm-hmm. was awful. However, that did lead to some comedy, a, a Shaq in the Fool moment for sure, where Steph Curry... Now I, I I don't I don't know the I don't know the specifics of why they were without timeouts, but Steph Curry calls a timeout uh, up four. They have the ball. If he just advances it across half court, game's probably over. The Kings are the Kings are down where the Kings are down five. You know you dribble out the clock. There's like maybe 20, 30 seconds left. It probably isn't enough possessions to win the game. Instead, Steph Curry calls a timeout. Steve Kerr is freaking out on the sideline. It's a technical free throw, and I didn't know this. The Kings get possession, so instead of being up five, you know, with forty, with around like forty seconds to go, the Kings get the ball down four because Malik makes the technical free throw, and De'Aaron Fox hits a crazy three over Draymond. Some I heard people saying like that was bad defense by Draymond. I thought that was perfect defense. Like you have to play the drive, and. You know, De'Aaron hits a three. They're down one. Steph misses a really weird-looking floater that he normally actually makes. And the Kings have a t- have an opportunity to tie at the end, but they couldn't. Again, Harrison Barnes misses that three. Yeah, just a very weird moment. And again, it, it shows you, again, like, granted, the Kings did take advantage, but Warriors made a lot of mistakes in this game. But the Kings just couldn't cash in on enough of these opportunities. Oh, yeah. It gave us just a smidge of hope, but just didn't prevail. And, you know, again, like, we'll see how things change back uh, game five. 
like I assume the role players are going to play a lot better. Like I thought the role players played well enough for the most part. Like, you know, Trey Lyles, like he, he scored, like he scored a few buckets. Uh, Alex Len was good again. Uh, Davion Mitchell was really good throughout the game. Malik Monk, the efficiency needs to go up. I thought he played decent, but again, some really bad decisions down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like guys like Fox or guys like Fox, they're going to give you what you're going to, what you're going to need. Like Keegan had a really good game, but like Harrison, again, missing that open three at the end was tough, but only nine points and what, three rebounds. And then Kevin Herter, weirdly enough, just kind of got benched for Davion Mitchell, basically. Yeah, I kind of expected more offense from him, especially since he played 21 minutes this game. But I mean, I don't know. Didn't really see much of him. I know they were hunting him, you know, with the free, uh, but. I mean, he could create his own shot in, within the paint, right? Yeah, like, I don't even rem- He only took one three this game. And I don't even remember any of those, like, going to his right, like, off a of handoff threes that, um that you know, him and Sabonis always get connected on. So, like, it was just... I, I thought it was a bit unfair to kind of bench him. Like, again, Malik was rough down the stretch. It might have, like, been better with Herder down the stretch even. But, yeah. like, Malik was drawing a lot of fouls. So, like, that, that helps you. But... You know, like, I feel like you could have snuck in Herder there, but Mike Brown decided to go with Malik and uh, Davion. And Davion, again, was very good on defense. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he tried to walk stuff down quick, but, you know, with those switches, can't really help with that. Yeah, and, you know, Steph, you need an entire team to kind of keep an eye on him. And, you know, Steph is going to Steph. He's Like, despite having that gaffed at the end, like, 32 points, um, five rebounds and four assists, 11 for 22, like five for 11 from three, but honestly, you could have told me he was like, you know, eight for 11. It, it just always feels like that with Steph. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Clay also had a really good game. Like a lot of it was just him hitting tough shots. Like he still shoots a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but he hit his shots this game. Nine for 15, four for nine from three for 26 points. A game high plus 22, which I was surprised by. Oh, his plus minus. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a little crazy. Same with Jordan Poole. I mean, I, I felt like he had a more better impact this game than, you know, the previous three games, uh, especially since he hit early threes, but kind of cooled down later in the, you know, game. Well, the thing with him was, like, he kept, like, just attacking the basket. There was a stretch at the end of the third where he just kept attacking the rim, and he drew a bunch of fouls. And that really, that gave the the uh, the Warriors a 10-point lead going into the fourth. Like, that was huge. And, you know, the uh, Warriors were ultimately able to hold on. But, like, that 10-point lead was crucial. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Draymond was back this game. Horrific shooting night, 3 for 14. But he definitely affected the game. Uh, again, was really good on defense. Like, he guarded De'Aaron for stretches and... Darren, I don't, I don't remember really being able to score very well against him, just because Draymond, like you can't really blow by him easily, and like he's gonna like let you shoot the three. And I thought he did a pretty good job on De'Aaron. Let's see if he, like De'Aaron, can uh, uh you know, adjust and uh, and see if he can abuse this matchup a little bit more in Game Five. Yeah, I guess we shall see. And you know, surprised that he didn't get that second tech after all that time because that double tech very early on. I want to say in the first quarter. Uh, yeah, first quarter. Surprisingly, no other techs right after that. And, and and there were moments where he like if it wasn't Draymond Green, it would have been a tech. Like he screamed in De'Aaron's face on one of them. Like that's yeah. normally a tech for literally anyone else. 
So yeah. like, you know, when warriors say like they don't get a favorable whistle, your points of bullshit like this. It, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Like, you know, again, great on defense, but my God, it's the worst finisher in the league easily. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, he had one good finish. It was a dunk. That's all I could remember, to be honest. And Kavon Looney, another very stellar game. And the one thing like Draymond and Kavon just do so well, they are just amazing on Sabonis. Like Sabonis like smokes so many layups. Like he was he was aggressive attacking them in the first half, but like in the second half, like they just couldn't get anything. So Sabonis just could not finish over them. And it's been an incredible series for them, for them too, like on, on defense. And, you know, I just, this is kind of the thing I was worried about Sabonis with. He cannot, like, in the playoffs, it's hard for him to bully guys. And Kavon and Draymond are just the perfect kind of foil for him, where, you know, they're, they're big, they're quick enough to be able to hang with him. And then they're strong enough to, like, where they won't get bullied by him. And just, yeah, Sabonis is really struggling to score. And you really saw it this game, despite him actually having a good game. Yeah, let's hope it changes and we'll see more openings for him because uh, I don't know. I I feel like we definitely need Sabonis down the stretch because it felt like uh didn't really see it much from him. But like that's kind of how he is. It's for when it's fourth quarter time, it's De'Aaron time. Like mm-hmm. that's just how it works. Like he he will he will be there to hit to, you know set a nice screen and like try and set up other guys for shots. But he is the guy. He's ne- almost never the guy that actually shoots the shot. And again, when he actually did get a shot, like he just could not finish over them in crunch time. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's a tough tough game despite having a good stat line. But you know we'll see if things change back at home. Like hopefully the role players play better, and you know that, and you know hopefully the Warriors role players turn into pumpkins again. <laughs> but we'll see if that happens. Yeah, we shall see. Um, Anything else that stood out to you during this game? I didn't see too much GP2 now that I look at the bot score. Um, I thought, you know, he would be guarding Fox more, but it seemed like Draymond took the job, so... Well, the thing is, he he had an illness. Like, it was so bad he wasn't even in the building on Ooh, Sunday. Really? Mm. So, or, or was it Wednesday or Thursday? So, like, yeah, there's something going on there. So that's probably why he didn't play as much. But, you know, again, like they, they, they're going to their nuclear options now, like Draymond on, on the point of attack and just, you know, like they're, they're, they're showing their hand right now. And it like credit to the Kings for being able, being able to bring this out of the Warriors who have to literally try everything at this point. We'll see if there's an adjustment and the adjustment this game was playing Davion more and, you know, they're. There's still stuff to figure out. Like, it's still definitely a series. I don't think it's, like, over like a lot of people, like some people tend to think. But, like, Game 5 is going to be huge. And we'll see, like, can the Warriors summon their championship DNA once again? Or or are they going to be beat by the upstart Warriors or upstart Kings? Yep. I mean, we shall see because, yeah, whoever takes Game 5 really will take the series, like you said. Who do you expect a big game from in Game 5? I mean, it's got to be Fox for the Kings. And well, Fox is, Fox is to be expected. We're gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about role players. Role players? Um, <clears throat> personally, it's got to be Malik or Trey, but most, mostly Malik since he's coming off the bench. Um, in terms of like the starting lineup, I mean, I, 
I want to see Keegan more. I mean, it was a horrid start to the first three games, but after this fourth game, I mean, hopefully he keeps it up and keeps on scoring like he did. I hope that Kevin Herter has a bounce back game. Like, I yeah. think it's a bit, I think it's a bit unfair that he actually got benched. Like, just set, just set up a few more shots for him and see if it falls. If it doesn't fall, then yeah, sure, you can bench him. But like, I, I feel like you, you do need to play Herter a little bit more just to abuse that matchup because he's usually guarded by Steph and like the the weakest defender. Like, go, go to that matchup more. Like, Keegan kind of went to that matchup like with pool on him and. You know, he had some really nice moves. Like, I love this game, game from Keegan for the most part, other than a few, like, missed layups. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Okay. Uh, all right, anything else you want to go over? Uh, not that I could think of. I mean, how many more days until the dirt or fifth game, sorry? So Monday, three so it days will be again? Wednesday. It will be Wednesday. Hmm. Damn! Why does it always have to be an odd day? <laughs> I always there. Uh, this this series have been. I think it's the only series where there's a lot of like in between time. And like I think uh like Suns and uh, Clippers, for example. I think they had like one day rest for one of the games. I'm just like, huh? Oh, Why? Really? Yeah, it, it's it's been weird. I was thinking, huh? Maybe check out those ticket prices for Game Five, but. I don't know. The Wednesday is the middle of the week. It's a work week, of course. It's all all the Kings games at home so far has been work day. Uh, work, like, yeah, work day, which sucks. Okay, so this is uh, interesting. So Wednesday, so Wednesday is game five. Game six is gonna be Friday. Oh, but it's in the Bay. Yeah, it's in the Bay, and then sun. So like after. So after this long, um, this long three days, it's gonna be like a game every other day after that, which is interesting to me. I'm, I'm, I, I do wonder how they actually schedule that. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Uh, if I remember correctly, only one team has uh, finished the first round, right? Uh, yes. Uh, Philly swept the Nets. Yeah. Let's see. Who do you think is gonna be the next one? probably the nuggets probably man i i watched that game it, it, it like i do feel sorry for wolves fans you, you make this big old trade you give up you know this many draft picks and walker kessler and a pick swap to lose in the first round again yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's tough and like anthony edwards played his ass off that game like he was like really trying to will them back but like it's just his the rest of his team just isn't up to the up to the task and yeah they're stuck with gobert like you know and my god cat has turned into a, a pumpkin again like i gave him <laughs> a lot of credit for like being good in the play-in game for like for the first three quarters like i thought he i thought like his fourth quarter i i excused that because he had such a good like first um three quarters of the game He's turned to, into a pumpkin. Like, if you look at his stats, it's like, what, 12 points? 12 points? It's what the fuck, man? Like, you're about to pay this man $50 million a year, like, next year. Yeah. Well, not our problem. So, I mean, I wish the best to Anthony Edwards because I think he's the only guy that I really like in the Wolves at the moment. Uh, maybe Kyle Anderson in a way, but I mean that's that's a whole other story. 
Yeah, and you know, Rudy Gobert. That that's just gonna be a an anchor on that franchise, you know, going forward. It, it, yeah. It's tough. We'll we'll see what they can like. If they can pull a mat a, like a rabbit out of their hat, like just possible. I just I don't know. I don't know what the what the answer is for them, but it, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like you said in previous <laughs> podcasts. How, I forgot how you said it. <laughs> you kind of relate it to the Kings. It takes time. You never know. Maybe next year will be their year. Well, not not that it's so much it takes time, but it only takes a little. It only takes like one or two, one or two really good moves to be able to like at least like change it in in a upward trajectory. Not mm-hmm. saying like you win a championship like right out of the gate, but like again, imagine like remember the Kings' position last year. You know, they had what the was it the seven best odds to jump into the lottery. Um, like they they looked hopeless, like Sabonis, they traded for Sabonis, still ended up with only 30 wins. Like it was pretty hopeless for the most part. But you know, like they they get the fourth pick and they get Keegan Murray. Granted, he's been a part of the Kings' turnaround, but he's not a huge part of it. But like to be able to like change the franchise so much in just one year. Like, I mean, who would have predicted that? So, you know, there, there's always hope. Well, let's throw some hope to the Timberwolves and, yeah, let's hope somehow this whole situation gets turned around for them. Uh, also, a uh, prayers up to Oladipo, like another knee injury. Just, just brutal stuff. Yeah. However, uh, on the bright side, beat the shit out of the Bucks again and Giannis uh, is out. I don't know if he's going to be out for game four, but he being up 2-1 against the against the Bucks, that's big. Yeah, that is huge. I mean, I want to say, uh, whatchamacallit, they need Giannis, but they they really need Giannis for this series. Yeah, and they got to hope like the, he don't keep shooting this well from three. Part of it is just the Bucks' scheme, but like we'll see if the Heat ever cool down from three. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'd be pretty embarrassing to lose lose to this Heat team. Like you talk about, like the the zombie the zombie Warriors that we're facing right now. Granted, like we were the third seed, but like the, for the Warriors to lose to the Kings, like that's how the dynasty ends, or maybe it doesn't end. Who knows? But like to lose to the Kings, like that's embarrassing. But like the Bucks losing to this version of the Heat, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, another... oh. Go, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, another series I'm kind of surprised about was the Cavs and Knicks. I, I, I thought the Cavs would have it in the bag, to be honest, for maybe a couple of those games. We we keep underestimating Jalen Brunson. I know. Is okay. Here's the question: Is Jalen Brunson better than Donovan Mitchell? Ooh, that's a real question at this point. Ooh. He's been so good. I, I feel like. Just because we had more experience with Donovan Mitchell, it's I, I would put Donovan Mitchell up for now. But since Jalen Brunson being on this in this Knicks team has been flourishing so well, I it's tough. I I think I need a little more time to see him uh, to give that kind of decision. You say like history. Like, don't forget, he actually sent Donovan Mitchell home last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a like Jalen Brunson, he's been so crucial to that Knicks franchise. 
like the turnaround that they have. And like, I'm talking about it. Another kind of weirdly stuck in the middle team, you know, signing what was, you know, presumed to be a mid player in, in a way. Like, and then it's just absolutely just working in the best way possible. And then, you know, finding it, not even a diamond in the rough, like finding just a, a, an incredible piece to, you know, add to your core and bolster it in the way that Jalen Brunson has. Like that, like, again, changing the fortunes of a franchise. It only takes one or two moves like, you know, something like the Jalen Brunson signing. And that's why I always urge, like, for, you know, hopeless fan bases, it's never really that far away. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about um, – oh, yeah, they're up 3-1 against the Cavs right now. Yeah. And, again, they're they're out – like, Jalen Brunson is outplaying Donovan Mitchell. There, there's no there's no ifs and buts about it. Julius Randle, by the way, the really bad stat line was a 3-for-10. After the win, apparently he didn't want to speak to media. Like, mm. let's see if that turns into anything. You can – like, you say, like, fortunes of franchises can change in a, in a whim. Like, it can also go the other way with this Julius Randle stuff. I mean, how long does left does he have on Knicks? Oh, it's a long time. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Or, or or like honestly, they can just they can just like move past it. It's it's not out of the out of the uh realm of possibility. Like, oh, he was just like maybe he had something going on. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't game related. Like I as far as I know, it's it's never been like reports that he's a bad teammate. He gets a little angry sometimes, but He's not, I don't think he's been a bad teammate. I don't think so. Maybe this is just nothing, but it's not a great look. Oh, no. But yeah, let's hope uh, it doesn't be that way. Uh, Lakers versus Grizzlies. You have any thoughts on that? Lakers, Grizzlies. I mean, you just showed me the clip of uh, Dylan Brooks just punching uh, LeBron in the groin. So. I don't know. Say I mean, say it, you coward. The penis. Right <laughs> the, the penis. penis. He was down. He was down on that ground. Uh yeah. Wait. I forgot. Uh Jaw was back, right? Jaw was back. He was good. He had like 45. <laughs> you wouldn't know, but like it's he had 45. Well, it's it's up to the rest of the team to, you know, make up those points. But uh yeah, here, I mean here, here's a question though. Here's a question. Did like so? Here, I'll, I'll give you a stat: so fourteen shots in twenty minutes. Dylan Brooks took. I, I don't even know how. Shots, okay. I don't even know how much he made. That almost doesn't matter. Did him getting ejected actually help the Grizzlies? I mean, you you've said this question before. <laughs> I, uh, in a way, it just might. <laughs> so. <laughs> It just might so. I I remember you said this question when Dylan Brooks was like out in the injury against the Kings, and you know you were asking if uh, it probably would have helped the Kings just because, or helped the Grizzlies more just because, uh, you know, you don't have Dylan Brooks' shot selection. Just like my God, like at at a certain point, some I'm pretty sure someone has told him, like, can you stop <laughs> taking these shots? You're a great defender. Just stop yeah. taking these goddamn shots. You're not fucking Kobe. Well, after all these all this time, no one has told him. So I mean, he's still gonna continue taking it. Not even Jaw can stop him. Not even the coach can stop this man. I do actually wonder, like, if I could ever have a chance to just talk to someone from the, like from the Grizzlies, like, do 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 his teammates look at him sideways? 
with some of his shot selection? Or is it just like a thing where it's just, you know, he's our guy, so we're just going to support him? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no one has spoke out about it. I mean, have you heard any Grizzly fans uh, being negative? Fan, no, fans have been negative. I'm I'm talking about the, the, fan, the, the actual players. Like, you know, Draymond brought up, like, you know, they're not going to win a championship with him. Like they they're like they don't really they don't actually like him in the locker room. Like I wonder if there's actually huh. any truth to that, or if it's just Draymond talking shit. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, uh, who knows? I mean, I I can see them uh, getting close as long as he doesn't take those kind of shots. <laughs> I mean, if he plays the role he's uh, dealt with, I mean, they should be fine for the most part. I feel. That that being said, Anthony Davis has been amazing. Like, just the best. He's the best defender in the league. Like, it's mm-hmm. just he's so versatile, so quick. He protects the rim. He is he is in he has been incredible since like you know since he came back from the injury. Like, like had he just played a little bit more, he'd be defensive player of the year. He's been just so good. Like, and with like LeBron not looking very good at all. He Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers right now. We'll see if that's we'll see if that continues, but he's been so good. Like right, knock on wood, just as long as he doesn't get injured. I mean, he oh, would, speaking of getting injured, oh, oh sorry, but go on. But I mean, literally, yeah, he would be, or he is the best player in the Lakers as long as he's not injured. I mean, one one freak injury, that's that's it. Sadly enough, I mean that's the trend with Anthony Davis. Like Thomas, speaking of getting injured, like Joel Embiid is injured again. Granted, they uh, they swept yeah. the Nets, they swept the Nets, but a random knee sprain. Just, uh, just I do feel for Joel Embiid, but at a certain point, you're just, oh, here we go again. Just, I mean, how long is he out for though? Uh, he'll probably be back by the next series. I don't, who knows? There's no timetable as far as I know. Mm. I mean that series would either come down with uh well I, I would say it was gonna it's gonna be Boston with uh Sixers. Oh you oh you don't think the Hawks are gonna beat the Boston Celtics? Crazy. <laughs> uh yeah, well that's a that's an usual series. I'm actually surprised that they took one game, to be honest. Uh, yeah, you, you win that token game three at home. <laughs> like it, it is what it is. Yeah. And every time I watch John Collins, I like him more. Like the dude, the like the dude is a it seems to be a good teammate, seems to really vibe with his teammates, and just he's a dog. Like John Collins is a dog, and then it's just you know you gotta look your you gotta look sideways at Trey Young sometimes. Like it's just I don't know if he's an incredible teammate. Like there might be something going on with him, like with him and his team, but who knows? Yeah, so I guess the trade rumors are not happening anymore at this point. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, Dejounte Murray, really good. Um, I I swear I forgot Sadiq Bay was on this team as well. Yeah, he, yeah, and he's playing. He's he's been mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of injuries, uh, well, Kawhi's out. Uh, <laughs> for yeah. Like no warning whatsoever. Like literally, like a late scratch, knee sprain. He's out for Game Five, I believe, as well. Yeah, and is yeah, um, Suns are up three one against the Clippers. They close it out in Game Five. Probably, but I mean, 
if Westbrook can score 37 points, can he do it again? Listen, he's been great. I, I think I think he's been really good. You just don't have enough firepower. And credit to Tory Craig. Like he's been that fourth guy for for the for those uh Suns. Or the fifth guy for the Suns. Mm. Oh yeah. So we'll see what they do in the next round. But as it's as it's like shaping up right now, like depending on like if the Lakers win the next round or go into the second round. They have an inc- that they have an incredible matchup possibility in terms of just intrigue and, and intrigue and you know drawing ratings. They're either going to get the Kings, which you know like there's the storyline there. You're you have the up and coming team against what kind of is an old card in a way, and then you have the of course the the history between the two, or you get the Warriors and the Lakers. Yeah. David Stern, could... David Stern just got an erection from the grave. <laughs> or it could be that. Grizzlies and Warriors again. And that that's an incredible matchup. Like you you got a lot of heat there. And I mean, same with Grizzlies and Kings. I mean, with all the jaw and Fox stuff years back. That's a bit more niche. I don't think that's a yeah. great drawing, but like two up and coming teams, you can really make a star out of that. And like I would give the Kings a really good shot in that series. Like they don't have Steven Adams, they don't have Brandon Clark. They're probably not going to have Dylan Brooks for a game who's going to slap somebody. So, <laughs> you know, I don't even know if that helps the Kings, by the way. Probably not, but it'd be, you know, coming full circle, really. I mean, if it's going to be on Sabonis, dear God, this man, this man gets slapped around too much. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got those elbows. Alex Led is ready to throw his weight around. I, I, <laughs> I guarantee that. Mm hmm. But yeah, that's all the series. Like, I mean, the most, the best series has been the Warriors versus the Kings. Like, the, like three out of four, three out of these four games have been down to the wire. And game three, like, it was still tight, despite what the final score looked like. It was a tight game. So, like, this series has been the best series. And I think because of this, like, especially if the Kings can make it to the second round, I think they're going to get a Christmas game next year. Oh, you think so? Like, it all it only takes like a star making performance and like you know to on a national stage where you finally get some notoriety and fox has been amazing this series and you know that could catapult them into at maybe an i don't think an opening night but like you know a christmas game or like one of the marquee games on one of the marquee mm. dates they're definitely going to be on national tv a lot more for sure yeah i could see like kings of Kings versus Warriors, or even Kings versus Lakers in one of those days, too. Oh, yeah. Like, Kings versus Lakers would be perfect. Like, two NorCal teams, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would be amazing. Um, mm-hmm. we ever have, we've actually already seen Warriors versus Lakers a bunch of times on opening night, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the series. Uh, we, yeah, we just kind of went through everything. It's just... I mean, there was a lot to talk about with the game, but there wasn't like anything to be too in detail that we decided to go into. But yeah, hopefully the Kings can bring it um, and game five and whoever wins game five basically wins the series. So we'll see how they handle it. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, Would you say hopefully Kings in six now? Kings in six. Yeah, I think they win game five and then they win in game six. Yeah, I I might have to say Kings in seven. I don't know. This this might have to go game by game. Yeah, like no no home team ever loses. <laughs> yeah. that, that could that could be a real thing, but like 
the Warriors are, you know, you gotta, like, I, I know they keep bringing this up, but, like, they do have that championship DNA stuff going on. And yeah. you just do not want to go to a Game 7 with them. That's true. But hopefully, you know, being at home, it'll counteract that. But, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see about that. Yep. It's been an interesting series. I hope it's a W. It was, it was, it was very heartbreaking to see that three miss, but you know, you're right there. Like one or two plays go your way. You know, who, who knows? Like uh, Steve Kerr just compared this to the Wiggins missed three in game one. So yeah, pretty, pretty apt. Like, you know, they, they miss a game winning three. We miss a game winning three. We're tied up. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, since you have nothing else, let's call it a day. That was an incredible game, heartbreaking result. But let's get it. Let's get it back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be seeing you guys after the game, or you'll be listening to us after the game. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later.